Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast, proudly supported by Sideline Sports Grill in Arona. This week, we attempted to talk to Andrew Hull. We discuss how we pumped the Knicks and how a ball boy won the FFA Cup. I'm Jimmy and I'm joined by Luke, Josh and Morrow. What are you laughing at, Morrow? That was just a little bit unexpected there, the ball boy winning the FFA Cup. Well, he did, didn't he? Well, he did more than Simon. It does appear that he did. He has a medal to prove it, I think. So. Yeah. Um, with Andrew Hall, we've just spent the last hour and a half trying to get uh, Skype oh my God. to work with the rest of our technology here, and uh, this week it's not working, so we don't have the Hall interview. Sorry. So I know we've probably just lost about... Half our listeners. And he might not talk to us again after we failed to call no. him at the right time and all that. But no, anyway. I had the Hooli Dooley jingle lined up for him and everything. We had some interest, interesting questions too, mm. didn't we? Yeah. So, uh, when you say we scrambled to try and get it to work, the three of us sat here with stupid looks in our heads <laughs> while you did it because yeah. we don't know what we're doing. Yeah, so yeah. we were scared. Um, and you tried. And every week I can get tried. it to work when it plays up. But this week... Windows has technology, me. technology just it's wasn't on our side this week. No, pack anyway. it back into a box and send it back to the manufacturer. Yeah, let's Next try. Week. Let's try to see if this works. I'm going to hit the play button. Ready? It's working. Good tune. Pretty obvious. I prefer this version. It's a bit obvious this week, Jimmy. It is, I know, but... No. Let the young fellas try it out a bit. It's a bit obvious. I've never it's heard this song in my life. It's by the Buggles. You've never heard this no, song no, this in your life. No, this version is not the Buggles. Oh, now I have. Uh, the chorus Christ. had to kick in. <laughs> no, it isn't the Buggles either. Yeah. No, this is Presidents of the United States. Mm. Already better than Trump. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I believe this has to do with the VAR League. Yeah, it's a bit easy, I know. Anyway... Well, there's plenty of ammunition that they're giving us for that, isn't there? All right, let's discuss the ridiculous thing that is VAR. Go, Aaron. You love VAR. Everyone else is discussing it. We I might as well just, just mute my mic because I was over in Wellington. I didn't watch any other game except ours, so I've got no idea what happened. I think our game was about the only one that didn't have any VAR Correct. controversy in it or use. Thankfully. Yeah. So... I mean, it's uh, although it's wasn't a there a, joke. a handball call that uh, that they did a little bit of a looking and alleged. At? I believe there was a couple of half checks, a couple of apparent VAR looks, mm. but whether it actually did anything or not, I'm sceptical at this stage. I mean, it's all anyone is speaking about after the round. So boring. Sick of talking about it. And I mean, we've got some serious issues if that's all we're talking about. The VAR was supposedly brought in to stop everybody talking about the referees, but all all it has done is increase it massively. And I reckon that even though they claim that they're getting it right, then I don't believe they are getting it right. And they're changing the nature of decision-making on the pitch. They are saying to us that the reason they're handing the decision back to a tiny screen... Um, at the sideline is so that the referee on the pitch can actually make the decision. And and I admire that they're, what they're trying to do there, but as soon as the referee looks at a decision that he didn't make uh, in real time, in real speed, in super slow-mo, then you can't tell how much force is in a tackle, Malik. Yeah. You can't yeah. tell how much time is in between the boot and the hand, handballs. You can't tell various things that are needed and are only able to be seen in real time. So what you're doing is you're distorting what the referee on the pitch sees. He sees it in real time and thinks, no, nah, that's not enough It's completely out of context. Exactly. And then yeah. he goes over and he looks at it on a video screen. And so we're going to degenerate. There's that other code where now you can put a fingernail on the edge of the ball and it's downward force. Well, that's what we're degenerating to. We're ruining handballs. We're ruining... Um, any tackles because we can't tell how much force is in the tackle. And somehow, like, does anyone actually believe that Bubba Diawara didn't touch that ball and make Kiddo offside? I believe the only person to believe that was whoever was in the VAR box for that game. Yeah, I, I'm gobsmacked that nobody seems to think that, that actually... Yeah, he touched it, but I think it would have been harsh. Uh, look, if I was the ref, I wouldn't have, um, I wouldn't have picked that up that he touched it. To be honest, how dare you? <laughs> right, which makes it an obvious mistake by definition. 
Yeah, but if I was out in the middle and I was that ref and I didn't see him touch that ball because it was only slight, then I think it's fair enough. Like, sure. So yeah. if the VAR is to do justice to improving the game, yeah, the then VAR it needs, fucked to, it up. It needs yeah. to find that. Exactly. Um, and it didn't. In but fact, it let it happen. It's an obvious yeah. error that didn't Well, same with the, the Malik incident. Like the ref, it's just he didn't even go in for the tackle. He went in for a block. And then as he's come down, his legs sort of swung back in and got him on the thigh. The ball was all, like, already out. So the penalty's 50-50 already because he had no impact on what the player was going for goal. So it shouldn't be a penalty. And then there's no way it's a red. No here's, way in the world. They're both on the ground. Here is what's wrong with the VAR. I think that was a red. You think it was a red? I think it was a red because it was high and I think there was sufficient force when I saw those replays. It was high that because be he was on the ground. So what you and I are doing right now is the fabric of our game. We are talking about whether it was or it wasn't a decision. Instead, all of the focus has gone to whether or not the VAR is doing a good job in this match or that match or that delay there or this delay over there or the handball here was too close or he was, his arm was in an unnatural position, all this other bollocks that we're forced to discuss. Instead, we should be arguing about whether or not we genuinely think that that's a red card or not. I don't think it was a red. He's going for a block. I only said that to make a point, Jimmy. Wait, you actually you honestly think it was a red or not? No, I don't. But I said that because I wanted to make the point that the, what we should be discussing is that you and I might have different views on some decisions. We've had it plenty of times in this room where you guys groan when you hear my take on a certain decision or a certain, you know, take on uh, things that have happened. That's why we've got you in here. What's wrong with that? That's what make that's what's to be admired about our game. That's what makes our game beautiful. The the idea that we've taken that out of the game and replaced it with discussions about tiny little screens on the sideline with glad wrap over the top of them that take five minutes for the referee to go over and have a look Why at. Why does he have to go? Does he go back to the center circle and do the little Macca symbol and it's then go because off? Because the VAR yeah, will not make the it. decision Fuck himself. Fucking ridiculous! Why does he just go? Looks at a situation, goes, "Oh, that, this could be a penalty. Could not be." Hold the game for a sec. I'm going to go over there. Quick look. Come back. Make a decision. Instead, he goes it's upstairs. The then it comes back. And then he has to go to the centre circle. Make the fucking Macca's signal. And go <laughs> off and look at this meanwhile, little iPad screen. Meanwhile, the fans are looking at that same decision in the same time yeah. and moments as the referee. Oh, and they're doing it on a 270 square metre 4K video <laughs> screen that everyone in the stadium's looking at. It's ridiculous. absolutely absurd. And... Don't even take me to the place of we've got to get the process right because um, VAR is still helping us. No, it is not helping us. The A-League shit enough as it is. This is just <laughs> making it worse. It's got, like, I've seen lots of people say ever since the weekend that it's got to do with the way it's being implemented, but it's got nothing to do with that. It's flawed from <laughs> the start. It's flawed from the beginning. That was a bit beginning. loud, mate. Sorry. You're bursting us up. It's flawed from the beginning. It's never going to work. It's it's basically one person's opinion against another, like with the handball. So it's the but the thing is the reason they're doing this whole throw it back to the ref for a look is that uh, apparently for subjective decisions they will make the referee on the pitch make the decision. The decision won't be made by the VAR. Think about this. Sometimes a referee doesn't see. In the old days, before we had this crap, sometimes the referee doesn't see the action. So he goes over and he has a word to his lines person. His line person says, oh, that's definitely a red, mate. You've got to give him a red for that. Get rid of him now. Quick, hurry it up. And he gives him a red. So he takes the advice of the lines person. The lines person effectively makes the decision. Sure, the referee holds up the red card, but the lines person made the decision. Why can't the VAR say it's a penalty? It's a red card. Mm. Make the decision. There goes, if we have to have this... Poxy, for lack of a better word, VAR. At least let the VAR make the decision and make it quickly. Was it uh, Gamero that did that tackle? The scissor tackle? Garicio. 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 Yeah. How did the ref and the linesman, who's five metres away, not see that? Hard to imagine. I don't, I don't understand how you don't give that a straight red the instant that happens. No, me either. Why, why does that have to go... Why does it even have to be looked at? I mean, that, that just comes down to the standard of referees. I was going to say, Nipped. it's about professionalism of our referees. And if you look across the board at the moment, then there is a significant experience golf by the looks of it to me. We are now holding out the likes of Stephen Lucas to be experienced referees. I'm mm. sorry, nada. I mean, the biggest thing from that Adelaide game as well, which obviously had a lot in it, was the handball penalty when... In my opinion, I'm happy for that to be a handball because it's a shot that's going towards goal, whether he's 
half a metre away, three metres away, no matter where his hands are, if the ball hits him in the hands, which you're not allowed to use and it's going on goal, I'm happy for that to be a penalty. But to the laws of the game, which are the referees are supposed to go by, it's not a penalty. No, because he wasn't in, in natural position. Yeah. He had his arm up because he got to balance himself somehow. Yeah, and the, nothing intentional about it. Exactly, no. the referees are supposed to take in how far away they are and whether it's hand to ball, not ball to hand. Yep. And that particular referee. So how is that a penalty when he looks at it on VAR? <laughs> yeah, that particular referee is among our most experienced referees. All he's looking at is did ball touch hand. If yes, yeah. then it's a penalty. Yeah, and two referees got that wrong. Yep. The VAR ref got that wrong, and then the man in the man in the middle got that wrong when he made when he went and had another look at it and then he gave it they need to be accountable it's get incredible. rid of get rid of the var and get goal line technology so we don't end up with with messy situations like the messy situation mm. and that's about it as far as i'm concerned video just changes the whole nature of the game bad idea yeah i mean it's added a lot of drama but nobody's talking about the actual football are they? everybody's no, talking about no. var no, and Disgusting. the worst thing that the, the thing that really annoys me is that now we've got the referees uh, coordinator or whoever he is coming out to talk about you know we might change the system slightly for future games or whatever. What on earth are we thinking? Trialing systems in our f- top flight games. Mm. This is an entertainment product. I'm paying a significant amount of money to be entertained. With well, a trial for the rest of the world, Monroe. That's what we are. Well, who was the idiot who agreed to that because what they've done is they've sold me down the river on my Have you Fox been watching the A-League for the last 11 years? <laughs> what? what? Have you, you been mean? paying attention? Yes, I have. The people that run our game are an absolute oh, joke. Yeah, sorry. I, <laughs> <laughs> I should have immediately understood that. We keep changing them, but I think we need to change them further yet because it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Ruining the product. You're yeah. right, Josh. You've been a bit quiet, mate. Are you with us, Josh? Oh, you turn your mic off. <laughs> he doesn't like us anymore. Please turn your mic off. Well, you were talking about the round, so I turned my mic off because I hadn't watched any of the games, so I couldn't well, really add anything. What are your thoughts on VAR? Oh, well, the same as you. It's shit. It should go, <laughs> well, pretty much. That's very succinct. Yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll stay because Mac has yeah, well, put money in, so it's going to be here for the rest of the year. The, trial, the trial goes till May next year, which is obviously towards the end of the season. I think it's May. And then that's when FIFA's going to decide whether it stays or goes. And, I mean, in the short time it's been in, from the feedback that they're going to get, not only from all the fans, but probably from the referees and definitely from the coaches and from the players, is that they all want it gone. They've got it in Germany. The head of referees in Germany got sacked over it. Yeah. Did you see the uh, the Messi goal that got disallowed yeah. in Spain? That's goal line that technology, will, though. Yeah. True. That's but even goal VAR, line technology. VAR would definitely sort yeah. of have a look at that, surely. No, VR is completely different. It wouldn't? Oh, okay. It's well, completely different. We'll scratch that then. Goal line technology is the only thing that should be anywhere near football in sort of in terms of yep. video stuff. And I don't even think that should be video. Do it by a sensor in the ball if that's what it takes and mm. between the goals. Well, it's a, it's a sensor on the referee's watch. If it's crossed the line, it yeah, gives like got, a beep on the watch. They've got six cameras facing... Um, so I think it's three each goal. And then they pick up if the ball crosses the line. Well, as long as the referee doesn't have to run over to the sideline and look at it on his mobile... Th- those cameras no, on no, his no. mobile phone the, the, to make the decision. His watch vibrates Good. If, it, if it goes over the line. Good. Well, that, yeah. I was making a joke. I know it was a poor one, but yes. <sighs> Just, you know, we won on the weekend. And here and we are talking, talking about, about yeah. VAR. Let's get to that. Let's move on to that. Exactly. That yeah, can we talk about the game that didn't have any sort of controversy at all? It was I'm just still a bit pissed hammering. off about the audio system. Anyway, moving on. Um, with uh, Fred's question. With the dominant showing over the Knicks, what are the main focuses for the game against Perth? Especially knowing that Perth don't travel well and they don't have the best record in Gosford. Morrow? Winning. Winning. Definitely winning. That's mm, a good focus. Great analysis. Yeah, it's succinct. Con- consistency. That's what that has to be our next best next main goal, I think, cuz Yeah. When we've Make sure think, you do the simple stuff first. Yeah. And then move on. I, mean, I I think we've got the game plan down pat, I think when we're on. It's just we don't we don't need games like the Adelaide game again 
which was really, really poor. So we just need to be consistent at this stage of the season. We need to get two, three wins in a row to get the confidence sky high, like it looked against Wellington, and then we'll be charging. We're in the top six now, aren't we? Sixth. Yeah, we're sixth. sixth. So we're in the sixth, but I think we'll be firmly in there if we get a, a little bit more consistency going. I think we need to make sure that we play with the same intensity. We had great intensity against Sydney, um, followed that up with average intensity at least to start the game against Adelaide. We had our moments, but the uh, overall average of intensity was lower. Against Wellington, then we started really well and dominated the game really well. Didn't really get our rewards, but we didn't you know, give it away. We still um, kept that intensity going and eventually had a little bit, bit of a stroke of luck with the um, own goal and um, kept the intensity after half-time and, and the rest of that was history. I so thought the, um, the pressing was on point. De Silva just chased down everything. It was like a, um, it was like a dog with chasing a ball. He well, just didn't let it out of his sight. It was always shutting down defenders, not giving him any time on the ball, and well deserving man of the match. He's he's noted for his quality and his vision and his tricky stuff and all of that. But his defence from the front has been absolutely superb, shutting defenders down before they can have any time to make decent distribution. They're kicking it out. They're giving it to him. Yeah, the, the kid's on fire at the moment. I think he's probably the key too because, and I think it's even scary when you think how fit he does look when he came into the season under an injury cloud. Definitely. That's freaky. Yeah, especially the type of injury. that, that Credit injury. to the, our fitness staff, I think, to get him right. I think he, he, looks, he definitely looks 100% now and he's really going well. Although he, he sort of, he got that like, knock in early in the second half. It looked like he had a cork. I remember he went. It was down for a while. I'm thinking, oh god, no, don't, please, don't, please, don't. But then he came back. What five minutes later and scored. So he actually went down good. again after that and put his hand up. And I thought, oh no, here we go. He's he's genuinely going to be injured, and it could be a real out here. But um, some play went on, and he jumped up in the end and didn't call the trainer. I on think he just ran it out. Yeah, and and uh, so hopefully that because that's a, that hurts. Yeah, it was like a knee right into the yeah. like the hip, wasn't it? Yeah, cynical looking, kind of mm. stick the leg out and yeah. hope for the best. How do you think Kai Rolls went on his uh, very second good? Match? Yeah, I, I thought, thought he was, was great. Really good. Yeah. I thought Krishna did definitely get the better of him a couple of times, but it wasn't it wasn't like Krishna dominating him all game. I thought Rolls did his job pretty well. Yeah, I thought he took Krishna's scalp. Um, yeah, I think the first say ten fifteen minutes, Krishna. Was maybe getting behind him a bit too much, but then uh, Rolls sort of read that and played played to it. I thought Krishna was like their only attacking threat. I just th- thought they were pretty pretty average up front besides Krishna because every time they got the ball, they were trying to put a long ball to Krishna to try and get him to create something. And m- pretty much all their attacks came through Krishna. So other than him, I wasn't really, I guess, nervous about the result. They had a few struggles, didn't they? They were uh, riding off um, Finkler after the game mm. uh, just before one of the goals. His back heel, Who's, for no it? reason, went to, yeah. I think, the silver or yeah. someone, and that led to the second goal. Yep, it was just a poor piece of play. And didn't he get the hook? He got dragged He got dragged after. straight yeah. after. Yeah. I must I must have been watching a different game to a few people because I thought Rouse struggled a little bit still, defensively. I thought he looked During the whole game? Not, not the whole game. He had... Bits obviously where he did well, but I think going forward he looked pretty handy a fair bit. I, th- I, mean, I thought his passing was really good. Yeah, there was there was one time where there he put the ball through to Conor Payne. Um, I think it might have even just been just before one of the goals too. Um, so I mean, going forward he looks sort of pretty good. But I guess it's mentally that knowing where to position yourself and knowing where to be, knowing when to stay in line with the rest of your defenders, all that sort of stuff that comes with. I think Vitasic was his man for the goal as well. He sort of lost track of the Vitasic and Vitasic got in behind and, yeah. got the, and got the goal for Wellington. I thought Golic needed to sort that out and was the marker for Vitasic. He, he sort of got in between got Golic between and two of them. Rolls. Yeah, but neither of them really tracked him properly. And, nah. and so that was a mistake. He um, got goal side and it just landed right on top of his head and he couldn't miss. It's probably fair to say that uh, part of the reason why I felt... Uh, 
Rolls was so good was that last week, he that last 15 minutes, he had nothing in the tank and yeah. everything was going straight at him. That's and, a fair point. And he really didn't have anything answer for it. And I, I felt for the kid then. In this get though, he, he played smarter than that. He was going to be outpaced no matter what with Krishna in front of him, but he positioned himself well. And, and you're probably right when I think about it, Boise. He had his moments in the game where, you know, maybe he looked a bit shaky, but um, he got maybe a bit lucky on one or two and grew in confidence, positioned himself better as the game went on. And by the end of it, I, I tweeted afterwards that he took Roy Krishna's scout with him because I, th- I felt he did. I think that comes down to having a full week at training and knowing that you're pretty much certain to start a game. Yeah. So, And he probably just improved that game fitness from the Adelaide game and then just took it into Wellington and he didn't really have that same problem. Yeah. I think and he's definitely done enough to hold his spot uh, over Josh Rose when he's fit and back, which uh, and that could, could be, be soon, I think, because we were at youth on the weekend and you, uh, Mr. Volunteer of the Year, Shut up. rocked <laughs> up. Soon to be. Uh, get there nice and early at, <laughs> what time do you get there, 8 o'clock? Uh, probably about a quarter past. Speaking of injuries, yeah. how is Ezra Bale back this week? Because us, it'd on, be Aaron. nice. Give, <laughs> us, give us a goss, Aaron. <laughs> this was the thing. When I arrived at the youth on the weekend, first thing I saw when I went in the gym was Ezra Bale sitting on a bike. And I'd just been, uh, not that long ago before that, reading about how he was with the travelling party. And then I walk in there and there he is. Yeah. It's like, okay. Fake news. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. And uh, but So Rosie and uh, Storm Roo were both doing um, some pre-programmed stu- uh, strength and conditioning stuff um, before anyone really arrived and um, by themselves, no supervision, had some pieces of paper telling them what to do or whatever. Afterwards, I sp- spoke to Josh briefly and uh, he told me he thought he would be fit for next week. So there's a selection decision to be made there. <laughs> Um, I heard along the grapevine that Storm had said to somebody else that he wouldn't be um, back and it might be two weeks. So, mm. so well, I, was, I, was, I was just about to say, if Astrobar was on the bike still, that probably tells me that he's maybe at least got another week. I think yeah. he's another week or two away. Um, yeah. mm. But yeah. I thought maybe Storm might have been back if he was doing sort of what That's he was. That's what I thought like when I saw him kicking see him balls on the bench. And, and all of that. But... Mm. Um, I guess maybe because uh, we seem to have picked up that we think that's bone bruising on the yeah. ankle. Yeah. And so maybe it's just the fear of another knock. Well, I mean, it's weird because against the Adelaide game, uh, and this is where the consistency thing sort of comes into it, in that game towards the end we were sort of all thinking we've got no depth. But now we're like, do those three come back into the side or not? Yeah. Well, let's talk about Storm Roo because how good has Jakey McGing been? McGing was on fire on the weekend. <laughs> he played so good. He's yeah. found, I think he I might think have actually getting, found a he's home. He's finally getting used to the position, yeah. for sure. He even yeah. whipped in a couple of decent balls into the box as well. I mean, he was everywhere. Was involved in the little piece of play where Hull did the whole razzle-dazzle and beat half the team in oh, yeah. two touches. Can, we yeah. just say, can I just say Wellington weren't that good? No, I, no, they, no weren't. they weren't. <laughs> they, they definitely made us look really good but maybe that's what they need to grow in confidence maybe to start with yeah maybe. yeah hopefully I mean, now that gives us sort of that sort of like a benchmark of where we should be and where we should be every week and well better than wellington s- no matter oh, how bad they no, are. I, mean, I mean as in like just that performance just like sticking to yeah. it for 90 minutes and continuing to press and remember Ocon on the sideline, like Bahadur just scored, it's the 94th minute and he's still yelling at them, at the players to just keep shape and sort of just keep their heads in the game sort of thing. So I thought that was definitely a really good thing. And just that, just just a 90 minute performance every week is what we need. Yeah, I think that that was probably the biggest thing to take away from the weekend. I mean, you know, you probably could say that Wellington weren't that impressive, which is right. But I mean, for 90 minutes, we ran our asses off and (laughs) just tore them to shreds. So... It was suggested. Do <laughs> you know why I'm playing this morning? I know exactly why you're playing it. Somebody suggested that after uh, the first week when we had uh, the horses that uh, Paolo might be playing Slice of Heaven in the dressing room after the game. and uh, He said yes. Yeah, Paolo did say, you betcha, Howard. Uh, but did he actually play it? We don't have no. Video we're playing proof. it now, though. What we did see though was so. that they were celebrating, but they weren't quite uh, as big as celebrations. And uh, but that, but they're celebrating rightly so. After you win a match like that, then uh, they especially were, if you win a game by three goals. If you win four one, you're going to celebrate. Yeah, and so 
the, what we saw was they were uh, watching the Fox replay of the highlights of the game and sort of, uh, you know, patting each other on the back about Ben Kennedy's good saves and yeah. uh, and finally pumbling Trent when he scored the... Is that what they were watching? <laughs> when they were just watching highlights of the game. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. watching themselves <laughs> play. Oh, <Yeah>. fair <laughs> enough. And Ocon was yelling umpa for some reason. Mm. I don't know why. I think he was just really, like, just got something in, he weird, just, he just got in the mood. Going on. I think he just he got was. in the mood after that. Like after I think game. Willy Wonka. I think what was also really good was to see Trent come on and score because that'll do wonders for his confidence because I think, like, we've watched him for a few years now and he sort of burst onto the scene last season in a couple of games and then sort of disappeared a bit. And when I went up to Newcastle and watched the youth team the other week when he started, he just he looked like he didn't really want to be there. But, I mean, when he come on, on on the weekend, he did really well. Good run for the goal, good ball through from Powell, really good finish. Top finish. And it looked like in the dressing room after, they were waiting for his goal to come on the screen, and that's when they all went nuts and they all sort of got yeah. around him. So that yeah. was really good to see. He's a he's a natural right footer, isn't he? Or is he left? Cause he's I, it was he's a, pretty handy with both. Because I was yeah. going to say, it was a bloody good finish with the left foot yeah. past the keeper. Yeah, it was a very It's a good tight finish. dressing room. And yeah, I think tell. the last time we saw a dressing room that time, that time we won the league. Yeah, we're a long way from that, but I do yeah. like the camaraderie aspect of it. Yeah, for the moment, I'm just sticking to the fact that uh, we were three points further away from the bottom of the table than yeah. we were the week before, and, and we, I'm happy we with went that. from what ninth, <laughs> ninth to sixth. That's that sums up the league, a eh? ninth to sixth with one win. Yeah. I was encouraged to hear Bozza in the post-match comments. Um, he was, I won't be able to quote him directly, but it was along the lines of um, if the Mariners continue to or play a few more games like that, they won't be finishing in the top six. They'll be finishing in the top three or four. Jesus. Uh, well, I will not go that far. When you look at our squad on paper, our strongest starting eleven. When you look across the league I think it's and you watch some of the other games, mm. it's I think it's easily top four. Yeah, it's a great squad. In fact, I'd go so far as to say with our two holding midfielders <laughs> that they right now are the form They're midfield combination. They're so underrated the by every like, other fan. I, like? I like how you've got a smile on your face when you say that. I love it. Yeah. Like, it's just, mate. <laughs> I, I it's was, a good feeling. I was sitting by myself in the lounge room because uh, I was so tired from doing the stuff I'd been doing in the daytime at the youth and so forth. Earning but your I was uh, volunteer of, of the year. Out of my seat, screaming at the television. The neighbours must have been thinking, have they won the grand final next door or what? I think I've said it before, but if Tom played for a Sydney or Melbourne club, he'd be getting so many more plaudits. Yeah, would. But the reason he plays, but because he plays for us, no one talks about him, which is good for us because we know how good he is, but no one really we else love knows. Him. But they've got so many versatile parts to their game. They've got great defence. They've got hard play that we used to get from Monty. They've got, they've got great balls, those raking crossfield balls that Hiario keeps punching across great, there. Great balls. I love those balls. Uh, he's, got, he's got some great balls. And, uh, love, that, love those balls in the box. <laughs> <laughs> Even balls outside the box, I don't mind those either. They've been great. So, so no wonder yeah. our uh, listens are going down. <laughs> well, they just dived more. The good thing was on the weekend was that I thought those two, you hardly even really noticed they were there because everybody else played so well. I mean, Hull and De Silva basically just ran the show for the entire game. And even someone like a Barrow, who when you look at his experience, like the other two in the middle... He didn't really solid. notice that he was out there because he just went out there and just did, his did job. what he had to do. Yeah. Oh, he was a that's, massive loss. That's the best thing. He was a massive loss in the Adelaide game for sure. Yeah. So do do you think we still need a centre back to cover in January? I think a, a backup centre back would be nice. Although they, I guess that's what Liam is supposed so, to be. So January yeah. January transfer windows coming up. As Croft gone, what will you do? Get well, rid of get rid of As Croft and sign another centre back. Uh, yeah. Exactly that. I think Ascroft will go. I mean, we watched Youth on the weekend and Ascroft started and wasn't really anything special. Um, a little birdie tells me he was late to getting to the game as well, which isn't probably great. Um, so I dare say he'll go. And if we sign another decent enough squatty sort of a centre-back, then I'm happy with that. I think someone who's versatile to play... Anywhere in the back line would be nice. Anyone, yep. that, Someone that can play centre-back or wing-back would be nice. I'm a little bit mixed about what... I definitely agree with what you guys are saying about a central defender, but I also wonder whether or not we could do with a nine. 
I think we yeah. need yeah yeah mm. a backup striker. Like I'm, what? I'm not. I'm unlike some who've sort of started to say nada. Then I quite like the way Astrobal, well, what Astrobal adds like, to us. I like how he plays, but when he's injured, but it's obvious injured. that it's obvious that Appiah is not the solution at striker because he's obviously a natural winger, and every time he got the ball, almost every time he got the ball on the weekend, he was drifting out wide and trying to set something up. But then he realised, oh, I'm the striker, so Do I should know be the one in the middle. Yeah, we need a Matt Simon with skill. That'd be nice. <laughs> That's what we need. That'd be nice. I think I was impressed with Kubi, and yeah. like for instance, when he was involved, uh, remember I early thought, yeah, on, I didn't. I, I thought he was okay, but yeah. it's obvious he's not a striker. No, he did the, the right things at the right times. Like uh, Hul had a one-on-one chance after a brilliant ball from right through the middle from uh, De Silva, and didn't and get the one-on-one. Didn't get the one-on-one. Yeah. The ball falls back outside oh, that was the, the box. One, one, two in the De box. De Silva sends the one-two pass to QB um, right on about the penalty spot. And QB uh, makes the perfect ball to De Silva. Really, it was only that De Silva's finishing wasn't good enough. That happened it? right in front of me. And when that didn't go in, I thought it wasn't going to be our night. No, mm. it did seem. Because that was a brilliant um, piece of play that never got the, finished off. The um, ball from De Silva to Hull was... Oh. Millimetre perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. Just the perfect weight. De Silva just, I mean, it's scary how good he actually might be. He just ran rings. When he's I in his prime. When De Silva's yeah. in his prime, he'll be he'll be excellent. I yeah. want him to be good around about, really good about the 20th of January when there's not enough time but for anyone else to sign <laughs> yeah, him in exactly. the January transfer exactly. window. I'd rather him just start getting good on the 1st of Feb. I'm yeah. okay with that. So. I think, yeah, I think there's nothing really wrong with how Kubi's been playing. He's done some things that haven't been that great, but, I mean, on the weekend, like you said, he did some really, really handy things, but I think you're right, Josh. Whenever he gets the ball, you can see he wants to go out wide and then sometimes he ends up with the ball out there and then it's like, oh, shit, who's in the middle? There's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. But, so I, I, I think... Out of those three that are injured that we consider sort of our starting 11, mm. I think I'd only probably put Asjabal back in and drop Gooby back to the bench. But then you go, well, Trent come on, looked good on the weekend and scored. So then is it harsh on him to leave him out of the squad? That's probably true. So Ocon's got some headaches this week, which is a good thing over the next few weeks. Really. Would you, would, could you start Trent? No. Not right now. So that's, that's the problem. No, not yeah, right now. I don't think so. He's ready for that. But um, great finish, though, because I, I thought when he first took that finish that uh, from the you know regular game camera at the, the sideline, it, it didn't look... It, it sort of looked like he got a bit lucky and the keeper went the wrong way. But mm. when you see the angle from behind the goal, to me, his body shape made it look like he was going far post and instead he went straight and that was... It beautifully mispositioned yeah. the goalkeeper. And then, obviously, the other one to set that up was... Blake Powell, who hasn't really been in the squad and then he's back in this week, what do you do with him now when all the other guys are fit? So some people are going to have to miss out. He might be the nine Would you trade in Bingham for a nine? Probably. Yeah. Bingers has got the rest of the season to convince us that that's not the case and to convince Paolo that he's on a one-year contract from memory. So therefore... Um, that's his opportunity, but so far, I think just, just keeping him in youth. I think just keeping him in youth, to be honest, it just hasn't worked out for him yet. Um, no. He's on a full contract, sure. though. Yeah, he's sort yeah. of caught between this sort of. He's in that sort of rock and between hard place sort between of the first team and the youth team sort yeah. of thing. Because well, he was he played the first youth game against Newcastle um, two weeks ago. Now uh, wasn't anything really impressive, and then. He, not obviously he didn't play youth on the weekend, but I saw him in the background on one of the videos. So he obviously went over to Wellington. So he's caught between being with the squad but not playing youth. And if he's not getting any game time, then he's not going to get any better. Yeah. So it's sort of <coughs> at some stage it becomes well we need to maybe cut our losses with a couple of the guys that are on the slightly outside, which is probably a Bingham, probably an Ascroft. Um, those those two mainly. I don't I know. Think. Adam Berry, who's obviously got a longer contract, um, but he's sort of in that same sort of a situation. Yeah, played the first youth game. Going on with him. Looked all right in that youth game, um, but didn't play youth on the weekend. But I dare say he travelled over to Wellington. So if we're not getting game time, then we need to do something with it. We've got to have cover for our two Dutch boys. Perish the thought of anything happening to either of them. But oh, I don't think yeah. that Beza is the next choice. 
if either of them... No, it'd be Rosie. Exactly. So, therefore, that puts him as the second um, for the holding midfield roles and he's not really versatile enough to play any other positions that I can see at the moment. So, so that does mean he's the next man on the outer, if you know what I mean. Um, we just can't really afford to carry very many players in our squad because of no. the, the issue of depth and the amount of money that we might or might not have, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of those players will probably come pretty cheap, but if we can have a spare squad spot but spend more money on one good player as opposed to having three or four squaddies, then I think we're probably better off really doing that. But so we still have that one spot left, don't we? We yeah. have one spot left. Mm-hmm. If Ascroft and Bingham, oh, Bingham might go, will he? It'll be unless he gets out of his contract. No. So it'd be Ascroft maybe. So that's two spots free. Yeah, but I mean, it's good one discussion, but isn't it? Because we've got some selection headaches and some potentially movement in the squad that might actually be positive. As you so pointed out, we're, we're selection headaches directly after we were complaining about death. Yeah, so we're getting to the deeper end of the pool now. Mm. It's good. So, so Josh. How was the trip? It was very good, especially the result. <laughs> did you hang out with the Knicks fans? I did. There was a went to the Knicks pub, which is called the Backbencher, before the game. It was right across the road from the Parliament House, mm. or government, or whatever it was. It was good. Um, game was good. Um, Eggie was shirtless in 15-degree weather. Now, I've what? got to ask you, why didn't you take your shirt off <laughs> at the 80th minute when we were leading? Because no one wants to see that horrible, horrible <laughs> side. <laughs> you had one chance. Absolutely mate. no one. We win one away game in twelve months, and you don't take your shirt off in Wellington. It's the thing I don't. Do. I don't have. I don't have the body to do. You that, don't need people. the body for it, it, mate. Have you seen some of them bloody Kiwis that do it? They look horrendous. <laughs> you better tell us what Wemac said about um, the coast. Oh yes, at the pub. You caught up with Wemac. Uh, we game. went back to. Oh, something that the Wellington do really well is. They go back to a pub, which is called the Churchill, which is sort of like on a main street, five minutes away from the stadium. And all the players go back there after the game, no matter what the result. All the players are actually, I think someone said, the players are actually obligated to attend for at least, I don't know, half an hour after the game. That's fair. Uh, have a chat to the fans. Um, so I think me and me and Eggy Could be in. why they're 10th. <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> Me and Eggy walked into the bar Ordered a beer And I think it was Eggy That said we should go say hi to Wee Mac And he was standing right behind us So he said hello Got a photo It was um, Mick Komet walked in Probably a couple of minutes after We got a photo and um, Shout out to Mick as well Yeah Mick went as well He was doing radio And it was I'm glad he's happy to do radio for a win um, So we got the photo uh, We talked to him And he's like we talked about the championship season and he said there's not going to be a, a team like that again in the A-League, like, like sort of like a better team. Mm. Um, he said he missed the coast, he missed the weather. And, um, yeah, that was about it. And then he left uh, straight after. Some think of him as, as Judas, but not me, mate. He's one of those boys who won us a championship and um, he'll forever be um, among my heroes. Yeah, I, I, call, <laughs> him a, I call him a Judas as just... A, just to be dumb, but I do love him. <laughs> I do love him. There's not a bloke in that team that, that played that year that I don't um, love for that reason. Pellegrino. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, st- I still love him, even if all he did was jump off the bench. Hearfield. <laughs> he wasn't there, surely. Brent Griffiths. And neither was it. Oh, he, he may have been, actually. <laughs> Pellegrino was like the cheerleader, really. What a boy. Now it's my job. <coughs> that yeah. oh, what happened there? Yeah. That didn't last long. <laughs> what was that about? Oh, I was like, um, Mariners tweeted out, who's, go- who's making the trip to Wellington? And I just said, and then I just quote tweeted, it puts hand up. And then Tyson Scott just said, all right, I'll just put you in the side and put in Jay Howe, new signing, which was good. So wins with me in the squad is one out of one. So Time to retire. Hang up your boots. No, I'm I'm going to let it roll and say, put me in the squad again and we'll win. <laughs> Just keep putting me in the squad until we win, right. until we lose, I mean. Uh, you want to quickly do youth? We lost 2-0 to the Wanderers at home. Uh, yeah, it wasn't great. Um, we forgot to speak about youth last week, but the first game against Newcastle, the boys played all right. We had a pretty strong side, but um, against in that Newcastle game, we had Bingham, Berry, Powell, Trent... Uh, any others that I'm missing? Did Harry play? Tomorrow. 
I wasn't no, there. No, Harry didn't play. One. You weren't there. I forgot that. No. Uh, no, so we had a pretty strong side that week, but so did they. They had uh, Devante Clort, uh both the Petrados brothers, Jacob Delson, who's just done his ACL yeah. again, which is unfortunate. Oh, Awful God. news for the third time. Third, third time. time. Um, That's terrible I mean, luck. I doubt, for him. I doubt we'll see him again, really. Um, it's hard for him. So one all in that game was all right. I mean, we had a couple of new guys come in. Uh, Lewis Miller, who played centre-back in that game, gave away the penalty. But other than that, he actually played pretty well. Um, and then, obviously, Blake Powell scored a decent goal in the second half to get us back level. But um, the game on the weekend, there was uh, a fair few new faces in there. Uh, obviously, because a lot of the first-team boys either went over to Wellington. Um, the only first-team we had, I think, was Harry Askoff. Tommy Glover. Oh, and Glover. Yeah, Glover played in goals, which we thought was a bit weird. We thought, well, if he was fit enough to play in goals, then is he not fit enough I to think sit on the bench? to get him game least, time. Or, yeah, yeah, most likely. Maybe just to get his sharpness up, because it can't be a fitness yeah. thing, no. can it? Well, he looked pretty sharp when he decided... Audacious backhill. Oh. Yeah, a backhill outside the box past a Wanderers player that went straight to one of us. So that was a little bit nervy. Uh, but it wasn't a great performance, uh, if I'm honest. We seemed a bit toothless up front, didn't we? Yeah. The final third. We just didn't really get any flow going. You could see that they were trying to play to the same style as what the first team was, but we just couldn't get it working. I think that probably has a lot to do with a lot of the new faces that came in this week as opposed to the game against Newcastle and the Wanderers. Wanderers just so was it sort a lot of Lust- Lustica's A League experience that got him those goals and got him over the line, or yeah, were, no. they, were they the better side? Yeah, they were the they were the better side overall. I mean, both the goals were pretty sort of tame goals. It wasn't. It was probably more so our poor defensive work really let let them in. But um, it was his quality that allowed him to yeah, capitalise as well. You know, just knowing where to run and just both sort of decent little finishes that. Um, we didn't really have Innes. On the flip day. side, though, I thought um, where he did show that he was a cut above most of the other players on the team, over the years, for me, A-League players, uh, A-League contracted players returning into the youth always look really dominant. And I well, should. And I didn't think um, Harry Ascroft, no disrespect, I didn't think that he looked that in this game. No. And, um, we, and I was also a little bit disappointed. Maybe it's just condition... But I, I didn't think Lockie Wales um, was as dominant as I He had his head down the whole game. Yeah, I just thought that he may could have um, given more. Maybe it's just that they've got to get a bit of condition amongst them. But he's been training totally with the first team as far as I know. So, mm. so he shouldn't be lacking confidence. But I kind of expected a bit more from him. Maybe I expect too much. Um, Maybe he was disappointed not to be on the plane. I know, it's like every 50-50 after he lost the ball, he... A little tussle, you think, oh, he's going to win this, and then the Wanderers player would win it, and then just put his head down instead of chasing him or challenging again. I, I don't know. And towards the end, uh, Sully I guess. moved him to right back and uh, gave him the clear instruction that he wanted him to get forward, and he pretty either the Wanderers prevented that or he wasn't able to do that because he really he disappeared kind of when he went to right back, and um, I think he's got a lot of potential, but he didn't show it in this game, put it that way. Yeah, I know... Uh, it's been said multiple times that, you know, the youth season, it's not about results, it's about how you play and blah, blah, blah. But there was probably neither of that on the weekend, really. And, I mean, results breed confidence out of the playing style because if you continue to play the playing style and you get back to the dressing room and then the coach says, yep, you're doing the playing style all good, but if you're not winning, then what does that do to the players' heads? But uh, Josh Nisbet, favourite player to watch again. Yeah, Pro, uh, Quality player. Shorter than Messi. I mean, how like he's only, yeah, he's, he's only Messi's nineteen five, or twenty. Seven, I think. But Josh is super tiny, but he is just he's a weapon in the midfield. I think he he plays more plays more of a defensive midfield role, but like he turns on a dime. Yeah, he's really good to watch. Yeah, one so, turn he beat three players yeah. on the weekend. He's definitely one to watch. I think great vision, quality on the ball. You know. Looks great. And and what, is he still 18? Because wasn't he an under 18 last year? 18 or 19. Yeah, so they're all young. Well, That's yeah. the, he that was born 99. That was the main thing. Uh, now that we think about it, uh, Lachlan Scott was also in the Wanderers team. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so well, they had Lustica, Lachlan Scott and Majok. Majok, but Basically yeah. they're three sort of first team players. Have played really. some A-League, yeah. 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 So it was a disappointing performance, but... 
hopefully improve. All right, let's go through the rest of the rounds. Uh, Jets victory. Jets winning that 4-1, unfortunately. Milligan getting sent off. Goose. Yeah, that was the worst I've seen victory play in a long time. Victory are trash. Disinterested. Trash. So, for something that uh, O'Donovan got eight weeks for when he was with us, Milligan gets nothing. Mm. Oh, to be fair, Milligan headbutted him in the chest. But a headbutt's a headbutt, though, isn't it? Yeah, I seen I, I seen someone say this the other week. They said, oh, he headbutted him in the hip or the sternum, or it's not the head. Well, that's not the point. If I punch you with Physical the violence. guts, it's still going to hurt. Like Mate, a punch is a punch, a headbutt's a headbutt. Maybe I'm soft on my opinion because I like people to headbutt Daniel Georgievsky. So do I. Mm. <laughs> but... <Anyway>. Um, <laughs> What Milligan did, but was so dumb for was. a player. It just got like the free him. kick. Yeah, and it wasn't really that harsh a tackle, not by Georgievsky's standards. Yeah. There was no blood drawn or anything. Yeah, no like he stands ankles. up, he headbutts him, he f- briefly grabs him around the throat, and then he gave uh, Petrados a whack around the mouth when he sort of came running in, and then he whinges about getting a red. So I'm not really sure what that was about. And then I thought it was amusing, but because as Milligan's walking off, he runs back over to Georgievsky. And then he gives him a hug, but then he's still mouthing off at him that he apparently did something wrong. Mm, so, yes. I don't know. They're just, they're just horrible victory at the moment. What about the ball boy? <laughs> ah, I yeah. just watched a video on this. It was the ball girl. Whatever. Fox, ball kid. Fox zoomed in on the wrong ball person, and it was a ball girl. So you know the ball boy that did the old hat tip to the camera? It wasn't even him. <laughs> It wasn't his fault, by the way. The referee, Stephen Lucas, if I remember correctly, should have realised that the throw-in was being taken 10 yards up the line from where it was. They never pick up on that. And and a player, importantly, a Melbourne Victory player had been eliminated. Having said that, Melbourne Victory didn't show any urgency to get back there. So, so, you know, they weren't switched on. They deserve what they got. Well, to some extent, yep. They don't care at the moment. Right, City, one Perth, three kind of picked this because Perth did this to them last year. True, but wasn't it marred by the VAR? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was quite, as, a, as quite was an even everything. game until Malik got sent off. Yeah, that's what I thought. Which is weird that it was such an even game when you look at Perth's injury list. Mm. And for a club like Melbourne City with all this supposed money that they have now, I mean, their results just aren't really good enough. No, really? well, and uh, Val Kennis got in the sack after that too. Yeah. But I've heard not very nice things about him, so no. not surprised. Um, we've done our game. Sydney, three, raw, one. So more uh, yellow, uh, it, more red cards. It was really a vast, that was, wasn't it? it was Spitgate. A game. Spitgate. Yeah, I don't really blame Simon for reacting like he did, because no. if someone spat at me, then I'd probably have the exact same reaction. Like, what the hell do you think? He was fishing for that. Because yeah. he knew Simon would fire up. Yeah. yeah, I think, I don't, Matty Simon grabbed like his ear or something, as he, like he sort of tried to make out that that's where the spit actually hit him, but it was nowhere near that, but still. You could see the main... It was a massive loogie as well, wasn't <laughs> <Yeah>. it? <laughs> but it you could see that the, the main majority of the golly had missed Simon. Yeah. But having said that, overspray yeah. is also unacceptable. Yeah, if someone spat at me, <laughs> I would have the exact same reaction, if not worse, so I don't blame Matty for doing that. No, but to be fair, he grabs he grabs the shirt of Papadopoulos and if he had just done that and pushed him in the chest, I would have been okay, but instead he grabs the shirt and then pulls the shirt up to his face and gives him a little backhander on the cheek. The old jumper punch. And then what was it, Papadopoulos went down like a brick, you know, S-house yes. and for some unknown reason and started crying like he was the victim. It's just, yeah. That's the sort of stuff that non-football fans jump on when they want to criticise the game, like... Just get that stuff out of the game, please. Right, Adelaide A little bit of karma there, though, for Simon. West Sydney, nil. West Sydney weren't ever really in this game. Well, after Adelaide scored no. an offside goal, that didn't exactly. help, did it? No, the amount of chances Adelaide had, they should have been up 3-0 half-time. So oh, then, of course, there was the send-off. Adelaide's yeah. form has turned around since they played us. Two wins in a row. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, start to make a I charge. mean, like we spoke about it before, but even the thing with the handball, the ref didn't need to give him another yellow. He could have just decided that it was a pen, but they just decide to make it all about themselves this weekend. Hmm. Yeah, it's a bit stupid. Um, and the other match was the FFA Cup. Adelaide losing that to Sydney. 
Thanks to a ball boy. How Simon wasn't sanctioned for um, being the third man into that little and causing that whole melee, not to mention the Adelaide coach for sticking his head on Simon's head. All of that's just way too provocative. For If we think we're a family-friendly competition, that ain't an example. They, they had like each other's hands on each other's cheeks. It looked like they were about to kiss, but... It wasn't oh. really the situation for it, was it? If they knew each other, I'm okay with that. But they've probably never met. I suspect they've never met. And that being the case, you can't well, be Australia, going up and sticking Australia your head said on yes. someone. I'm they okay did. with that. But you can't be going up and sticking your head up on sticking your head on strangers like that. No. no. I, I couldn't have cared any less about that game if I tried. Yeah, agreed. It was just, it didn't yeah. interest me one ne- little neither, bit. Neither did the Sydney public because it got what? 16,000? Yeah. No, not even that, was it? 13,000? Something like that. Nothing. But for Sydney to reward that ball boy yeah, with a medal, that is just completely wrong. Yep. My last word on that yeah. would have been that, that that just shows all the wrong messages for young people, for yep. parents. Mm-hmm. For, yeah. Yeah, wrong. The whole the whole ending to that night made the league look like a joke. It Can did. I just say, though, that, that if it's all very well to say that there wasn't much in what uh, Maroney did to the ball kid... But if, if I'm the father of that ball kid, and even if I said to the kid before the game, don't return the ball quickly if we're winning the game, if I saw a player grab my kid like that, then I would have been knocking his front row out. I can tell you that. There is absolutely no way it's acceptable for Maroney to touch that ball kid. And to me, it's not even Maroney's fault. He's been let down by the process as well. There should yeah. be a way invented by FIFA, FFA, whoever needs to do it, so that the ball boys and the players do not ever come in direct contact with one another. The ball kids either have to return it to a box where the players have to pick it up from or some other way of avoiding them ever coming in contact. Because that would avoid also the one that happened in the Newcastle game. Um, yeah, it's just wrong to allow that to. Yeah, it was. It wasn't a bear hug though, like they're reporting it. He, nah. went, he went to go grab the ball off him. The kid was already falling over. I think he was even trying to maybe stop him made from out, falling down. Because he made yeah, out. That's what I agree. Yeah, yeah. because he made totally out that he was hurt. Yeah. The ball boy made out that he was hurt, and he was already halfway down on the ground. Yeah, and then, then they got the freaking ambulance and security. It's just absolute. But joke. the key point here is that the ball kid is a kid. And yeah. the, the yeah. other side of the equation is a professional, twat, ath- is a professional <laughs> athlete in the entertainment industry who needs to know that you can't touch the ball kid. Exactly. Or any other. You can't touch the referee. You can't touch the lines person. I think it's probably fair under it's, the circumstances it's to all touch around. the VAR. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Smash a screen over his head. <laughs> right. Um, what else have we got? Uh, this weekend, you can bring the family for free. You just got to get a ticket, and you can get everyone else in with you. How good! Well, the club's Pretty at much. least trying to get more people to the game with the five pm kickoff change mm. as well. Yeah. yeah, I mean, personally, I think three of us probably aren't really a fan of the earlier kickoff. Nope, not at all. Uh, I thought you would be. I am. I am. Aaron, for, I am. But to try and get families there. Yeah, but I understand for why the we're doing it. welfare of players and... The player welfare matters more than your little snotty brat kid. <laughs> if it, This is not a video podcast, otherwise you would see me sticking my finger up at all three of them. Why? Because... I'm indifferent. I'm entirely indifferent. So. Because in, in our market, families are key. Yes. And so are the old people. And yeah. you might not like it. And I totally understand... All depends on the weather. I totally... Yeah, I totally and for understand. For certain people out there, you can't predict the weather two weeks in advance. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely fair to say that a seven o'clock game from a football quality point of view, in my opinion, will almost always be better. But at the same time, we're trying to attract fans here and trying to you know, make a future for fans. And this is a super effort by the club. Cannot be understated how much good this can do. I wish that they were able to come up with it a bit sooner, but I'm guessing that the A-League sort of dropped on them the possibility that, c- that it could happen, and so it's yep. only been a sort of a week's notice. But um, we should be all doing our bit. I'm doing my bit. I think I've got one, two, three, four, five, about seven or eight, about seven or eight tickets uh, organised for... You really are Vaudy, aren't you? Peeps. Volunteer Mate, of the Year. Shut up. Aaron, Aaron sells if you himself don't get for it, tickets. If you don't get Volunteer of the Year... Well, there's going to be a riot. Or mate. member of well, the year. Thankfully, thankfully, the more you people... You are get, the biggest the member. More you guys go, <laughs> the more you guys go on about it, the less chance that that's going to happen because I don't need We're doing that. an online petition. If you saw how I volunteer, which is turn up, do whatever I like and um, do it part-time, then you would not be calling for me to be the potty. They call me part-time Barry. Well, you might even you might not, <laughs> might only do half of what's expected of you, it's, but it's um, still more than yeah. others. Actually, I want to do a shout-out to all the volunteers. This club... 
you know, really heavily uh, relies on them on match day. More than people realise. And some of the jobs that those people do are jobs that I wouldn't personally do because I want to watch my team play. And, mate, it cannot be understated how much effort those people put in. Anyway, there's a few events going on uh, to do with the family-orientated thing, so just check out uh, Mariner's website for that, Facebook, etc. Um, Matilda's flogged, well, yeah, kind of flogged China twice. Yeah, we're good at the, we're good at the football. The women's side are very good at the football. It's great, great to watch too. I so prefer watching the Matildas over the men's side. To be me honest. too. No, me too. At the moment, <laughs> definitely they're on fire. Sam, Sam Kerr, Kerr. For the national team. Gun. What a Kaya gun. Simon. <laughs> Bad goalkeeping, but it was a good hit. <laughs> oh God! Still got to yeah, put that, it in. Yeah, that that goalkeeping was just amateurish. Yep, twice. Just let just she just watched the ball fly over her head, and it was just like, oh, this is going to go over. Oh wait, it's in the back of the net. Oh shit! Right, uh, let's do some quick previews. Adelaide, Sydney. Again, FA Cup final. Adelaide home this time. Yeah, again. Adelaide, Sydney. Yes, you said Sydney. Uh, Sydney. Uh, I thought you said Sydney. This happens every week, Josh. We need to sort this out. <laughs> I'm going with the draw. Sydney. Yeah, I'm with you. I reckon draw. Adelaide are good. That's my prediction. Again? Yep, they're good. Okay. Yeah, I'll go with Adelaide. Uh, West Sydney, raw. Uh, they're both pretty rubbish, aren't they? They are a bit rubbish. <laughs> this is like the shit derby. <laughs> I'm going to take... Wanderers. Well, like, that's a, that's something that really like makes you think. Like we're four hardcore A League fans, but we're going through the round and we're just like, eh, both shit, both shit teams. We don't really care about this. You know but what? so, who? Why would people that don't really care even bother? This league is hard enough to tip based on teams' performances, but because then you also so up and down. Yeah, but you also need to take into account how poor the refereeing is going to be. <laughs> yeah, and you just can't do that. We should be tipping on how many times the VAR will be used. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that'd be easy if there's an option for a lot. Yeah. Oh, I can't tip either, so I'm just going to say draw, and also because Wanderers like draws. Yeah, True. Uh, I go Brisbane only because Wanderers won't have Cornthwaite, so that'll muck them up. Right, uh, Jets, Melbourne, City. <coughs> Josh, City. <laughs> I swear to God you said Adelaide City, I swear. Oh, I go scum, unfortunately. Yeah, even missing uh, some key players, they're still doing well. All right, I'm yeah. going to have to go wash my mouth out after this, but yeah, I think Jets will win. Newcastle. Newcastle, okay. Uh, the rubbish Phoenix against the Victory. Another rubbish derby. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Vic- uh, Knicks just because yeah, I want to see the Victory keep yeah. on losing. So you reckon they'll bounce back? That. Yeah, the Victory losing just is making me very they're happy. They're taking mm. the word Victory literally. There's mm. literally one victory. I'm yeah. going to sit on the fence again and say draw because I can't tip either of them because they're both crap. Wellington. And I want to add that um, victory are going to finish behind us on the table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he spent all last season doing it. I've waited, might come true. I've waited a couple of seasons, is it? I don't know, yeah. I don't know how yeah. long for that to come true. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Then we're at home against Perth. Um, you know, they're missing three, Castro, Keo and Taggart. Is that all confirmed that they're out? Castro was... Because that's um, big. Castro was, uh, I think he was one to two before the last weekend game, so there's a possibility, but if it's two and it's a calf injury, and calf injuries can, you know, be a little bit longer than... Josh Rose, Josh Rose is a calf, isn't it? Mm. Yes, it is, and uh, I think he'll be sketchy for this weekend as well. Well, let's say so he does play. He might only get limited time anyway, so we have to make hay while the sun shines while he's not on. Yes, and uh, he will rely on having good options in front of him to some extent. Well, when Castro, they've got so their, mo- like their most attacking players, three of the most attacking players out, that means that's good things for us. So well, they're the three that caused us of uh, headaches last time. And they're so. missing on Andreu as well, I think, for another week. I think he was he was I think he might have been the same. He was one or two the week they've, before the they, last game. They've so. been ravaged by injuries, haven't they? Yeah. Like I a think lot of their starting a lot of their starting players are out. Yeah. I think this is this is the week we get our two wins in a row. For the first time this yeah, season. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think we can, this I is think our, we can win this. This is the start, all right? Let's I'm make honest, this the start. It's gotta be done. Get get their people because they need the twelfth. Well man we'll be on a high. Up. We'll be on a high after last week. Hopefully we get like we get a good crowd. Like, like I said before, like the I understand that families are a big part of the like the attendance, but I just feel like there's a lot of people out there that think they're more important than the players, which I obviously disagree with. But 
anyway, um, I think we can. I think we can definitely. You've got to win. think about the people coming back from China, Josh. Oh yeah, <laughs> far out with rabies. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I hope. I hope all of all of the effort for since it was announced and all this week works out on the weekend and we get a massive crowd. Hopefully over 10k. Surely, if we're giving away free tickets, we have to get over 10,000. Surely, get, get there earlier. Kick off. Yeah, I don't think it would be 10,000. Come I think on, Josh. Come we on. need you. Get there, people. Come on, get there. I think. I think, we can, I think we can get eight and a half. Eight, eight between eight and eight and a half. I think would be a good result. All right, I'm happy with that. Bring your family. Bring your friends. Bring your dog. Just bring a random. Cat. Just bring a random stranger off the off the bloody street and say you got to go to the game and get another number up. Do it. Anyway, that's it for this week. Uh, sorry, it's a bit short. We missed that interview. Obviously, the technical issues. Hopefully, we have it fixed for next week. Um, we'll see you on Sunday at the game. We'll be back next week. Bye.